Welcome to Be Who You Really Are. I'm Tegan and I'm obsessed with showing you how to live life your own way. I do this not by telling you what to do, but by guiding you to reconnect to your intuition. I utilize the human design system in my human design hack segment at the end of each episode so you will learn how each of the topics I explore applies to your unique energetic blueprint. The advice you receive will be catered to who you really are, not who you think you should be. The days of trusting external authorities to make our decisions for us are coming to an end. There's no better time than right now to reconnect to the real you, the version of you that's excited for your future, the version of you that makes your own choices and in doing so gets to consciously create the life of their dreams. This is my wish for you and this is what my podcast is all about, showing you how to trust yourself completely as you create the relationships, the opportunities and the lifestyles you've always dreamed of. In these episodes, we will explore each topic from three angles, from an individual level, a relationship level, and a human design level. Save this podcast in your favorites because it's about to change your life. Well, you're about to change your life. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited. Today, we are going to talk about how to figure out what relationships are correct for you. So I'm going to give you guys a two-step process to know what relationships are right for you and what relationships are not right for you. I feel like this is such uh, one of the biggest dilemmas for so many of us is, is this right for me? Is this not? And there's a lot of fear around opening up and being vulnerable with each other and entering into relationships. There's a lot of fear of being hurt and you know, fear of being rejected by others, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of like heightened emotions in this process of figuring out, you know, what relationships are good for me and what relationships are not good for me. So I cannot wait to talk about this with you guys and just give you some real actionable shit that I, again, honestly, um, this process is exactly how I entered into my incredible relationship with my partner, Lev, I love him so much and it's actually really cool because the um, we're recording, well, the day that I'm recording this episode right now, it's our two-year anniversary and it's just the best and our relationship just keeps getting better and better and I'm just so proud of myself and where I am today because the uh, previous relationships that I had, I had some really crappy beliefs around, you know, whether I would ever find what I wanted and now here I am and I'm just so grateful that I went through the processes that I'm about to share with you today. And yeah, if you follow these processes, it's in the bag, baby. You're going to be entering into relationships that are correct for you. So let me just jump into this episode. Um, I want to start by saying beginnings are important. It's really important that you enter into relationships correctly. So again, you know, I'm an intuition girl, intuition gal. (laughs) I don't even know what I was going to say there. Anyway, Um, Really important that you're entering into things correctly. You're not entering into things with your mind because when your mind is entering into things, it's because you have a fear-based belief. And if you're acting from the place of fear, your life is going to be a representation of the very thing that you do not want. So this is why beginnings are important because it's just really, 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 really important that you enter into things correctly And when you enter into your relationships, you know, anything really, experiences, careers correctly, they will unfold in a way that is experienced with minimal resistance to you. And also it will be what's meant to be happening for you as well. If you're entering into things correctly, it's not even about how they end because I think a lot of the time 
We have ideas around a successful relationship being something that lasts for your lifetime. But there are as many versions of successful relationships. Because, for example, my last relationship with my ex, I would call that a successful relationship. Because while it ended, it was successful because it it provided me with the lessons, like with that experience and the and therefore the lessons that I needed and I, I needed to be able to um, change. I needed to be able to shift myself and th- therefore receive what I truly wanted. And without that relationship, I would not have gotten where I am today. So that to me is a, is a successful relationship, even if it didn't go until we went to the grave. So I just wanted to clarify my idea of a successful relationship with you. Because guess what? There's many versions of successful relationships and it doesn't matter what other people think uh, a successful relationship is. It matters what you think it is. So I'm going to provide you with a process that will allow you to manifest your dream relationships and you will be able to identify what relationships are expansive and what relationships are contractive, i.e. not aligned for you. Okay? So the first step to this process is asking yourself, what do you want? You know, not, don't ask yourself what's possible for me, because guess what? You're going to have so many limiting beliefs around your relationships. And if you didn't, you would be in that beautiful dream relationship right now. So if you're not in the dream relationship that you want to be in, it's because you have beliefs that are blocking that from being a reality for you. So therefore, Asking yourself what's possible is stupid because you're going to base that off what you believe. So we want to go, we want, we want to ask ourselves all limitations aside, every, you know, in the dream life, the dream reality, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want in relationships? So this could be, you can do this exercise with your friendships, your family members, you know, uh, all of the things, obviously with your, you know, when you're wanting to attract your you know, your life partner, that's what most people probably do it for, but you can do it for whatever you want. So I want you to write that down without limitate in a world where there's no limitations. What, what do I want in my relationship? What do, what are the things, what are they? So, um, you know, I do recommend writing this down. I do recommend it because guess what? There's some, a lot of statistics going around about the power of writing shit down. So I'd write it down make a list. You don't have to, by the way, like if you don't feel like it, don't do it. But also if you want to do it, do it. And apparently it helps. So write down, especially actually, yeah, write it down, especially if you don't, this is your dream right now and it doesn't feel like it's something that's possible for you. Really helpful to write it down. Uh, yeah. So I want you to get clear on, you know, what qualities your partner or your, you know, your friend or your, your mum or whoever, like I, I'll talk about family in a second and about like, well, Tegan, I've already in, I already have a mum and a dad. I can't attract a mum and a dad, you know, but you can certainly by changing your behavior, change your relationship dynamic. Okay. But yeah, that's what I want you to do. I want to write, I want you to write down all the qualities, all of the qualities, all of the things that you desire in your partner. Uh, are they, you know, are they open-minded? Are they, are they uh, travel bugs like you, you know, what, you know, get us, uh, get us, uh, goodness me, I can't say specific, get as specific as you can. Um, and as you desire to be the most important thing is you should feel really good in this exercise, you know, get excited about this. You're imagining this dream partner. Like it's pretty cool to just really connect to that with yourself. So 
really what we're focusing on here is the feeling, you know, the more specific you get, the more excited you'll get because the more you'll see it and you'll be able to be in that feeling of, oh, this is what my dream relationship is. How so, that's so cool. So yeah, do that. And once you've done that, I want you, um, oh yeah, once you get clear on that, I also want to just inter inter intervene by reminding you that the more real life experiences that you get, the clearer and clearer you will get on what you want. And that's what I was saying about relationships being successes or not. Before this relationship that I'm in now, which is absolutely incredible, I had two other previous long-term relationships and they were still successful because, again, through the experience of being in a relationship that didn't work out, I got more clear on what I desired and what I wanted. So that allowed me to, once I left my last relationship, get really clear on what I wanted and then therefore I attracted exactly what I wanted. So yeah, it's really cool to see the process of uh, relationships like that. So now that you've done that, I want you to make this a practice for yourself. So you don't have to write down the same shit every time. Like with this list that you've made, you can just, it doesn't have to be out anywhere. If you want to put it on the wall, you can, but you can just, you know, you can fold it away or do whatever. Um, but now what I want you to do is I want you to focus on making that a practice for yourself where what you're going to be doing is you're going to be getting excited and focused. Like you're going to be like in your imagination, just like envisioning this relationship where it's just exactly what you desire and exactly what you want. And you should get excited when you think about this. Like if you're, you know, cause this is coming to you. You see, like by getting yourself into the emotional state uh, of feeling good, um, you're going to be actually attracting that relationship towards you. But also, more importantly, is you're going to be, you're going to start changing how you behave and you're going to start behaving in a different way because now you're going to be focusing on what you do want. And a lot of the time where most of our problems are coming up over and over again from is from the fact that we focus on what we do not want instead of focusing on what we do. So this shift is very powerful. So yeah, maybe you're going to be twerking in the mirror. Maybe you're going to sing in the shower. Maybe you'll do a little manifestation session where you burn a piece of paper and make some noises about calling in your boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe going for a run. You'll just think about that relationship. Uh, maybe before bed, you'll just lay, lay there for 10 minutes and just imagine going on a picnic with your, with this dream partner that you have, you know, go on a virtual date in your mind, do these things. Okay. This is the first step and you cannot do this too much. Okay. Like at least do this once a day. Um, and it will eventually become a habit that you will just be focusing on what you want. So this is really important. Um, okay, so I just wanted to do a little side note on that. You'll know when this like first step is working um, because your actions will change. So as I said, as you focus on what you do want, you're actually going to be changing yourself. So the art of manifestation is like, yes, you're attracting things towards you, but you're also you're also becoming the very thing that can attract that. So you are changing. This isn't something you actually have to like do with awareness, but it's just like a really cool marker for you to probably, I wanted to share that um, it's a nice marker to realize, wait a second, I'm doing this differently. I would have done this before. And it's really exciting because you'll see that by focusing on what you want, you're actually becoming like that manual creator. So, so many of us really are just creating our life on autopilot. We have these old beliefs and ideas that just really do not fucking serve us whatsoever. And we never check up on them and we're actually on autopilot creating. So 
the process of realizing, wait a second, I've changed my focus. I'm changing, therefore, what I'm kind of believing because I'm focusing on what I want. You're going to start change, like everything around you is going to start shifting, even though nothing externally has changed. The way you experience things are going to change and you're going to behave differently. And I want you to recognize that you did that. I think it's very powerful to recognize that you are the one creating that. You've actually switched off from autopilot to manual control. Very powerful realization to have that you are the one now in manual control of your own life. And this can apply to everything, not just your relationships. So as I said at the beginning, (laughs) I introduced this episode by saying it's very important you enter into your relationships correctly, following your intuition. So I'm going to discuss how your unique intuition operates in a second. So uh, we're going to be referring to the human design system. So I'm going to be explaining this in the human design hack segment at the end here. So I will discuss that, but let me just uh, knuckle down on how this is going to affect you personally when you start focusing on what you do not want. Sorry, when you start focusing on what you do want over what you do not want. So you're going to start to feel so much more lit up in your life. You're going to feel excited instead of fearful. Instead of being like, oh my God, I'm never going to find that person. Like, And instead of, for example, dating feeling draining for you, the reason it feels draining for you is because you're actually focusing on the fact that it's probably not going to work out. So therefore you're directing your energy towards what you don't want. As soon as you shift to what you want, suddenly you're going to feel excited because you're also, when you're getting clear on what you desire, you're going to be able to recognize it when it comes to you. You're not going to be like, oh my God, was that it? Was that that? Was that like what I wanted? Was that not what I wanted? The reason you have that uncertainty is because you're, again, you're kind of trying to figure out, you're trying to like squish out what you don't want. That's what so many of us are doing, especially in relationships. We're like, oh, let's find all the qualities that we don't want in this person. Really what we should be doing is focusing on the qualities that we do want in a person. And when they show that quality, we're like, yes. But if that quality isn't there, we can recognize, okay, they don't have the quality that I want. And that allows us to go, oh, yeah, this isn't aligned for me. And it's way more, it's a way different experience versus focusing on all the things you do not want because that's way more fear-based. You're not going to feel good. You're going to be worried, stressed, all of these things. So personally, when you when you enact this process that I'm sharing with you, you're going to feel excited. You're going to be trusting yourself more because as I said, you're going to be realizing the markers like, oh, I want a partner that does this. And then you're focusing on what you do want. So you're, you're therefore noticing what you do want all around you. So it becomes clear you go, oh, yeah, I, I know what I want and that wasn't it. And it's because you're focusing on what you do want that you're able to recognize what's a, like what's actually aligned for you. So you're going to trust yourself a lot more. Dating is going to be a lot more like a lot less confusing. You're going to feel a lot less confused in general. Um, and yeah, you're also less likely to hold on to shitty relationships that aren't a fuck yes for you. Because again, now that you're focusing on what you do want, Instead of trying to eliminate what you don't want, because this is what so many of us do. We're trying to eliminate what we don't want. So therefore we go, oh, this person doesn't have what I want right now, but I'm going to try and eliminate it. And by eliminate it, you're going to try and make them become what you want, which is just not going to happen, honey. So that's where so many problems come along in relationships when we're just trying to change the things around us. Get clear on what you want. And if it's not what you desire, then let it go. So this is going to be great because the more that you focus on what you want, the more empowered you're going to feel. And even though letting go of relationships is always hard and there's always a natural resistance there, it's going to be a lot easier for you to decipher what is shit that you're holding on to and what is not shit that you can 
again, that you, you can embrace. <laughs> um, you're going to feel way lighter. Like you're going to feel more sure of yourself. Like it's just, honestly, I can't wait to hear how this goes for you. And then the last thing as well, you're going to be more open and you're going to be more curious to new things too, because you're naturally more defensive when you're focusing on what you do not want. It is way more, way more of a normal response for you to be defensive and uptight and kind of like, again, standoffish uh, when you're focusing on the negatives. Whereas when you're focusing on what you desire, you're going to be way more open to exploring and, you know, receiving new things and you'll just be in a more explorational state. And again, mistakes equal experience. So through the process of, again, you'll enter into something. And as I said, it's not even a mistake because guess what? A successful relationship isn't long jeopardy. It's it's whether it's getting you to where you want to be and your life is that beautiful journey. So if it's playing a role in that journey in a, in a way that's empowering to you, then it's not unsuccessful. So mistake is just like, it's not even a mistake. Okay. So now what, what are you going to do in your relationships? So now that you're focusing on what you do not, um, on what you do want and you're going to be learning how to enter into things correctly with your intuition shortly, how do we go about integrating this into our relationships? This is how you do it, honey. Share what you desire with others, you know, and to be honest, you might not even need to share this with words because again, your actions are going to be displaying what you want and it's going to, your actions are now going to be displaying what you desire. So you're going to be sending out this beautiful signal of this is what I desire and you're going to be sucking it in instead of when you focus on what you don't want, you're actually pushing it away. So this is going to really help you get clarity on where to create space in your life as well and where like space in your life for new connections and opportunities. Because uh, say, for example, you get really clear on what you desire and you go out for a cup of like, say you're going out for to a cafe with your girlfriends or whatever, or even if you're going to the beer, going to grab a beer with your guy friends, whatever, um, either scenario, just say you're there and you're like talking about like, yeah, like I've, I've really gotten clear on like who I want to be with, uh, long-term blah, blah, blah. And even just having these conversations, you'll also be able to see again where your, um, where what you desire is being reflected back to you and where it's been rejected. So I remember, um, actually I do remember when I first moved out of home and I joined the army out of school, I regularly kind of got this thought, these ideas back to me where like, Tegan, you're just too uptight or you just have too high standards or you need to just, you, you know, what you want isn't a reality. And see, this is a great, again, this is like, take that in and see how like, okay, the people that I'm around right now are feeding me back this. So therefore this is something I actually believe too, because that's why I'm around these people because like attracts like. So you can get clarity on again, like, okay, wait, I don't want to believe that anymore. I'm going to be shifting away into some new beliefs. So perhaps you'll create space. So there might be uh, particular people that are really against what you desire and like, they're like, oh, that's never going to happen. You're just wasting your time. And you can create space in that friendship and not spend as much time with that person, for example, or whatever, like however that works for you. But essentially you're going to get clear on again, not just like the relationship that you might be focusing on is great, but you're also going to get clear on all the other relationships around you because 
at the end of the day, like all of your relationships are actually pretty similar. Like they're really in the same basket to me. And in fact, most of us have really low standards with friends. We have really high standards with relationships because in our intimate relationships, like that person's going to be like, you know, the father to our children or the mother to our children. Um, so we have like way higher standards, whereas actually a lot of the time we have some pretty low standards with friendships. Most people have very low standards with friends. So if you're focusing on this uh, relationship where you want to find, you know, that person you're going to settle down and have kids with, and you're seeing that the friends that you're around are instantly rejecting these new desires that you have, perhaps it's time to do a bit of a, um, you know, an assessment of whether the friendships that you currently have are what you desire. And then you can, again, do the same exercise with, for example, friendships. So yeah, through this process, you're going to really get connected to where you can create space in your life and where, you know, it's great that that's filled up in your life. So yeah, um, that's what I just said. Um, it's, you know, oh goodness me, that's it really. Um, you want to be creating that space for what you want to come into your life. So once you realize and get clear on what you want, it's really important you take the action to act on that. And that's why, again, once you get clear on what you want, you can see that, even though this this action I'm going to take is bringing up resistance because you're, again, challenging the fear-based belief you have, you'll know that you're focusing on the right outcome. So therefore, that behavior and like maybe that friendship you need to let go of as much as it hurts and it's hard, you do know it's the right choice for you. So that's great. Um, yeah, so that would be the exercise that I would recommend to really uh, – yeah, test the space in your relationships. And also you'll, you'll get help. You might get some really great help and assistance from your other relationships. And you go, you know, you might get clear on what you desire and go, well, this is the, the person that I desire. This is what I'm looking for in a partner. And that could really be a part of the manifestation process for you because maybe you have a close friend and she hears you confide about what you desire and what you're, um, what you're putting out there into the world. And maybe, again, maybe she has like um, a cousin's friend who's single and it just like makes her think of him when you're talking and you never know, maybe that's the reason why you guys meet a few weeks later at a family event, you know? So wherever possible, you should be, uh, you know, sharing because it can really fast track that manifestation process because you're owning it, you see? you're going to be owning what you desire and therefore you're backing that and that can tell you that you're putting your energy into what you want, which is like the huge kind of takeaway. You want to be focusing on what you desire. So remember um, that resistance is normal. Like when you're saying goodbye to a chapter in your life, whether it's, a, you know, whether it's a chapter of leaving a job or moving out of home or again, like relationships ending, it's very normal for you to feel that when you have that chapter closed, but pay attention to what you're imagining that next chapter to be because say you're like oh my god this is just going to be like a tragedy like it's all doom and gloom I like it's all going downhill um I need to like get rid of this like relationship but that's what you're focusing on you're actually probably doing the very behavior you're actually probably self-sabotaging good shit um if that's the focus so it's really cool for you to also focus on what is the next chapter that I'm envisioning before I take an action. So if you're imagining this beautiful, wholesome relationship that you've always desired um, and you're like taking an action where you have to end a relationship and your focus is on what you desire, that's going to be the right choice for you because you're going to be measuring 
this current relationship off what you desire and you're going to be like that's not meeting that mark so I have to let this go as much as it hurts whereas if you're focusing on what you do not want you're like oh my god it's all shit it's going down you're you're actually not even like again you're just seeing the relationship that you currently have through that same eye of like oh that's shit but it's not even based on reality because you're acting in a way that's you're literally again you're acting in the same way that's attracting what you're focusing on which is what you don't want so it's a really great way for you there a little exercise what's the next chapter before you make a decision get clear and be honest and go what am I actually focusing on am I focusing on the doom and gloom or am I focusing on positive aspects because that will really allow you to recognize whether you're making a decision from a place of fear or a decision from a place of your integrity yeah you don't want to be making these fear-based decisions because they're going to be really taking you off track um yeah and it's just like not fun but it is also part of the process so I hope that you know you're able to get clear on that and get honest with yourself because it's going to be so helpful for you and finally the human design hack section so I'm going to be explaining now how you enter into things correctly how you enter into relationships correctly so you've probably already know now what type of um, authority you have in human design And I'm going to be explaining the process of how you are going to be enacting your authority correctly, which is called your strategy in human design. So we're going to be introducing the four energy types. The first one I'm going to introduce is the manifester. So this, uh, so an energy type is basically the term we give for the strategy and the, like the strategy, essentially, this is how we're going to be um, introducing the strategy. So all manifestors have the same strategy. They might have a different authority, but they have the same strategy about how they go about, um, enacting and, you know, listening to that authority. So manifestors make up like 10% of the population and their strategy is to inform. Okay. So what does that mean? So for a manifester, these really are the only energy type that are the true doers. And what I mean by that is they don't have to wait for any outside cues to take action. They just have to listen to that authority. As I said, their own authority. And if it's a fuck yes from their authority, then their strategy is to just inform everybody around them of the action they're going to take. Because um, you might, you know, when you can make your own decisions and just go around and do your own thing, you, you know, your actions can definitely affect other people, especially, you know, other relationships and things. So that's why the manifesto strategy is to inform and to go, Hey, sit people down. So this is the plan that I have. This is what I'm going to be doing. You're not, and by the way, you're not asking for permission when you're doing this, you're just, you're just informing everyone around you of this is what's going to happen. So that way they're not shocked and that they're not taken aback and they're not, um, they're not like, they don't interpret your behavior in a negative way because that can actually come back and bite you in the ass because you want to be able to do this smoothly. But if you aren't communicating properly with who it's going to affect, people might get in your way and try and block you on your manifestation, like during this process uh, where you're trying to do something. So it's really, really beneficial for you to inform. So you don't have to deal with backlash from other people who feel negatively impacted by what you're doing because they weren't informed of why, like they don't understand why and what you're doing. And also a manifest's aura is closed and repelling. 
So we all have an auric field that goes a few feet off the body and a manifester has a closed and repelling aura, which means that this is another reason why there's a misinterpretation and why it's so important for a manifester to inform other energy types of what they're doing because we can feel the energy of that. Um, we can feel the energy around us and um, other energy types can feel this closed and repelling aura and energetically they can misinterpret it and get it and kind of feel like this aura is coming in trying to control me. Like they can feel a bit of fear around um, a manifester who they don't know what that manifest is doing. It can feel quite intimidating and they're wrongly interpreting the manifester, but that's why it's just like so important for the manifest to know that this is, this can very regularly happen and therefore Avoid that dilemma and that that difficulty by informing the people around them. So as long as the manifester is listening to their authority, their intuition, and then taking out the correct action of informing um, the other people in the environment, so in the terms of relationships and entering into relationships correctly, it would be important for the manifester uh, in the relationship to inform the other partner or person of like, yeah, it's kind of like inform them of their vision or their goal, you know, whereas for other energy types that might not be appropriate because they're actually not even really sure of where they're going to go with their goal. Whereas a manifester has the ability to go, I'm making this decision and doing this. And um, that's their direction. So because they're the ones doing that, being able to inform the other person involved will be able to help them decipher what, you know, the direction they need to go essentially in that relationship. So that's really important. The second energy type I'm going to talk about is generators. Generators make up 70% of the population. Um, and there's actually kind of two types of generators. So there's generators and then there's manifesting generators. So a manifesting generator is still a generator, which may, and what I mean by that is they still have the same strategy, which is to respond. So I won't get, there's no need to go into detail between the two energy type differences here. So for a generator, their strategy, the strategy of a generator is to respond. So unlike a manifester who can just go out and do, generators actually have an aura that is open and magnetic. So you're actually like a magnet. You're actually magnetizing towards you whatever it is that you desire. So that's why it's important for you to be focusing on what you desire because if you don't focus on what you want, you're going to be attracting what you don't want. So anyway, um, yeah, the strategy is to respond. So like what's an example of that? So say you're walking around going for an afternoon stroll and you walk past a really cute dog and it goes, it like snorts at you and you laugh. So that laugh is you responding to the dog snorting. Say that you're in a conversation with somebody and they tell you, oh my goodness, you'd be such a good public speaker. And say your intuition in that moment is like, fuck yes. And you feel that good feeling and you realize that, hey, that's what I want. Um, through response, you've actually been able to realize I want to start, I want to start public speaking. So you see how you didn't decide I'm going to go do public speaking. You responded to something in your environment that has now led to you going out and public speaking. So that is the strategy of a generator. I forgot to mention with the last energy type that I was just discussing, manifester, um, you've kind of got some emo some benchmarks like emotionally 
that can help you to realize when you're on track and when you're off track with following your strategy. So for a generator, you know you're on the right path because you're going to feel satisfied. You're going to feel, yeah, that's how you're going to feel. Like when you're following your strategy and authority, you're going to feel satisfied by your life. Um, You're going to feel frustrated when you're not, when you're not listening and following your strategy and authority correctly. So it's good to know those emotional benchmarks because I have talked about your emotional guidance system in my previous episode and how powerful it is to be attuned to your emotions and see that they're actually guiding you towards um, by showing you, hey, you're aligned with yourself or you're not aligned with yourself right now. So um, yeah, when it comes to entering a relationship correctly, the generator is built to respond to the other person. So you're going to feel a fuck yes energy with this person or you're going to feel a hmm, not right now, or you're going to feel a no. So again, you just have to listen for that response and then trust it. So um, yeah, that's that's really the simplest way to put it for a generator. And you can see how a lot of mind-based conditioning can definitely come in and screw that process up. Um, because say you meet somebody for like the first time and in your mind, you were like, I'm going to meet, like in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm going to, like, you know, I'm not going to move in with somebody for like two years and say you say that in your mind because like that's a responsible thing to do or whatever. And then say you meet somebody and straight away, you you know, it feels like you get a fuck yes when they like, hey, let's move in together. And you're like, fuck, we've only known each other a week. But you get this fuck yes. Um, you're going to feel it's going to be very hard for you to honor that if you've got this belief that it's not responsible for you to do that. So, and that's your mind again. So deciphering the difference, which one's based in fear, which one's based on what you truly desire. Get, get clear with that. The third energy type that I'm going to talk about is the projector. So, um, the projector strategy is to wait for the invitation. So for a projector, um, you're going to kind of be creating in your own space. Like, you know, you're going to be doing your thing. You're going to be um, you know, so perhaps you might be going to the dance class, like say you're trying to meet a partner or like, you know, you've got that goal of, you've got a goal for yourself of I'm going to meet somebody and you've got that desire and you're focusing on that desire. Um, and say you go to dance classes and like, I mean, you, you know, you're doing things you enjoy. You're not really, it's not really just like, I'm doing this cause I have to find someone you're doing what you want to do. And say you go to a dance class and there's someone you really, really attracted to it's, it's not appropriate for you to go and go like go and kind of invite them and go, hey, do you want to do this? So it's funny because gender roles are going to be really interesting in this too because, you know, we've got um, like, you know, a lot of the time it's kind of like you might have this idea, you're like, I want the man to ask me on the date. But say that the man that ends up being who you're meant to be with is a projector and if they're doing things correctly, energetically, they're not going to be the one that gives you the invitation. And the funny thing is, though, they kind of do. So this is the thing. For a projector, they have this really focused aura where essentially when you're with a projector, you're going to feel like they're seeing all of you. Like their aura kind of pierces through yours. And that's why projectors are the leaders of this generation, you know, where they're really here to like, because they can really see individuals and really pinpoint their gifts and, you know, really guide others on their journey. So for a projector, when, when a projector is, 
interested in you and is attracted to you, their aura is actually what's doing the talking. So they actually are sending you an invitation, but they're not it's not correct for them to actually verbally go and, and give an invitation to somebody. They're just going to be in their space, um, you know, doing themselves. And if they're into you and attracted to you, so if you're a projector, just know that you are like, you don't need to go, like, don't put the pressure on yourself to go, I need to go do this. Just like being in that presence of the person that you're attracted to, like, you're already sending an invitation. You're already like your aura is doing the talking. So now it's just up to you to be patient. And if it is aligned for you, they will invite you. They will send the invitation to you. And once they send the invitation, now it's up to you to listen to your intuition, to decipher whether this invitation is correct for you or not, because you're going to get a lot of invitations in your life as a projector and don't just accept the first invitation you get because it doesn't mean it's going to be the one that's right for you, you know. Um, but anyway, that's the correct strategy for a projector to wait for the invitation and the emotional marking points for when you're in alignment with your uh, strategy and authority is you're going to feel you're going to the blah, the marker is success for a projector. So you're going to feel successful. And that's how you know you're in alignment. When you're not in alignment with your energy and you're not following your strategy and authority, you're going to feel bitter. You're not You're not going to feel successful. You're going to feel bitter, okay? Okay, now, the last energy type, reflectors. 1% of the population, there is hardly any of them around. Their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. So that's their strategy. So um, they're not, you know, reflectors. The last thing you're going to be doing is if you're doing things correctly is making a decision in the moment or even in a couple of weeks, like you need to wait out that lunar cycle because the energy of the moon, that consistency that the moon cycle gives you is, is what you follow to get clarity in your decisions, because that's the only thing that's consistent for you because the rest is just being received by everything else around you. So yeah, by riding, going through that lunar cycle, you will reach the, you will reach clarity in your decisions. So when you're um, meeting somebody and you're thinking in your mind, do I, making the decision about whether this is going to be a relationship, you know, making the decision on the next step in your relationship uh, or whatever it is. Just really the important decisions in your life. It's just wait that lunar cycle out, honey. Wait it out and you will reach your decision. So yeah, that was the last one. That was the last energy type. So if you follow these strategies and you you um yeah follow the your strategy you listen to your intuition and again it's okay for you to have this trial and error process just make sure that you correct yourself when you realize that you've made a mistake then you're going to be gucci but that is how you fulfill step two which was entering into your relationship correctly so if you enter into your relationship correctly you have done it it is great if that relationship lasts two months if that relationship lasts two years if that relationship lasts a lifetime you have entered into it correctly so either way that is a success that experience and that relationship is what's right for you okay I really hope you enjoyed today's episode it was so much fun and I'm really excited to, yeah, have given you this process. I have used it in my life and it has gotten, it has gotten me incredible results and continues to get me incredible results. You can apply this process to anything as well. You don't have to apply it 
just to relationships. Like you can apply it to everything. Like, is this the right career for me? Is this career correct for me for now? Or is this business idea correct for me? Or is this where I'm living correct for me? Like you can apply it to everything and you naturally will as you become more attuned and connected to your intuition and attuned to following your strategy and authority. So yeah, that's it for me, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'm so excited to bring you another episode next week. Okay, bye. I'm so glad you pushed play and I hope you got so much juice from today's episode. Start applying all the tools and techniques that resonated with you so you can continue to embrace who you really are, one new action and belief at a time. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to leave a review. Every month, I select one person who has rated my podcast and shared it on their social media to join me for a complimentary human design reading podcast episode. Make sure you let me know when you share the podcast so I get your entry. Now go enjoy your day or night wherever you are. I can't wait for next week's episode.